Legend tells me it will irradiate everything within a 50-block radius unless we meet the following demands. It wants feet. Welcome to Analog Stick, a PlayStation 2 podcast, the podcast where we slowly but surely work our way through the North American PS2 library, discussing and semi-reviewing every game along the way. You can find us on audio platforms as Analog Stick, as well as a video version of the podcast on our YouTube channel, Joystick, spelled all German. <laughs> Today, we're going to be taking a look at Oni, an anime-inspired third-person shooter slash brawler developed by... <laughs> developed by Bungie West. So not like Bungie proper, but a division of Bungie. It's their only game. So I, I don't know. Make of that what you will. Ported to the PlayStation 2 by Rockstar Canada. I am Clayton, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host and mentor, who will obviously betray me in the final act, Morgan. Morgan, how are you? Uh, definitely not uh, plotting your demise currently. <laughs> That's not... Definitely not rubbing my hands together evilly and, like, smirking at the screen. Yeah. Uh, none of that's going on, just so you know. Definitely not saying. clearly evil throughout the entire game. Right, right, right. No, none of those things. None of those things. <laughs> so what have you been up to this past month? You know what? Honestly, um, being a working adult, I would say the vast majority of my life is starting to blur together. Every week is starting to feel <laughs> a little bit the same because not much has been going on with work. Uh, but I did see you guys uh, for Claire's birthday. Yes. So that was fun. We um we still have not done anything with you. We left out your dip whenever you left. So oh was, no, uh, my dip. <laughs> it was disgusting when we woke up in the morning. Oh well. I had to use tongs to take it out. You know. Yeah. Did you enjoy the chips at least that I left? Um, we enjoyed the chips. We don't know what to do with the soda that you left us with. Oh. <laughs> we're, we're I kind of forgot so about soda that. drinking family. So. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my month has been a little a little chaotic. Claire got COVID start of the month, so that was not fun. Um, no, never yeah, is. Yeah, she she tested positive on a Friday. I don't remember what the date was, but it was early in June. She called me while I was like just pulling into work and was like, "I just tested positive," and I was like, "Okay, I guess I'll go home uh, <laughs> because I may be may or may not be positive at that point." Um, so I like grabbed my, my work hard drive and just like worked from home that day. I had a sweet setup on a folding table. I was working from my living room. It was beautiful. Uh, using my, using my TV as like a preview window. Ha! It was very good. But I tested negative through the whole thing. So I was separate from my wife for about a week and a half as she recovered, which was, uh, it was a thing. I, I basically lived in the living room. The living room kind of turned into like a crack den because I like <laughs> put a blanket up in front of the window so I could sleep. And it was just like a bunch of my clothes were on the ground and stuff. It was terrible. It kind of just, I just had to like make do with what I had, which was the laundry that had just been cleaned. Cause I'm like, okay, I guess I'll, I guess I'll clothe myself with, you know, these three outfits for the next few days. <laughs> it wasn't great. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I was like, I was, I was, militant with the separation i was like you are staying upstairs unless i am like gone then you can come downstairs but don't live in my area uh because i was like i'm not getting covid I don't, want, I don't want covid so she remained upstairs i cooked all the meals and like pushed them to her on a stick <laughs> <laughs> such, Just, a, like, such a upstairs. loving doting yes. partner yeah absolutely um just like ran upstairs 
dropped him on the ground. Threw him at her. So, yeah, I mean, she had access to the office and the bedroom, and I had the living room and the kitchen, which was most certainly the short end of the stick. We have a futon <laughs> in the office, so she had access to our only two, like, sleeping devices. <laughs> it was a fun week. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. How was COVID when you got it? Because you got it when, like, last summer? Um, I got it. I got it before your wedding, like a few weeks before your wedding. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, well, so what happened was, so it was that week where there were, like, all those, like, fires. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know what the situation is anymore, but there there was, like, smoke blowing over um, from, like, the West Coast. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, like, the air quality was, like, really low, and we were having issues with the air conditioner. So I slept with the window open that night, and then I woke up the next day, and I kept, like, coughing. And it was, like, really, like, persistent. And I was like, man, must be that crappy air quality th coming through the open window that's really messing with me. Uh, and then I just continued to get worse. <laughs> and then I was like, huh, well, seems like this is not uh, from the air quality and I am sick. Um, and it was just, like, uh, I mean, like, I got a fever eventually. That sucked. Had, like, a nasty uh headache and, and whatnot and just didn't like feel very good um mm -hmm. but i didn't have like trouble breathing or anything and then um then i started to get better and then one night i woke up in my face i have never had my face hurt so bad it was like um all around my sinuses so like my forehead and like the tops of like my my cheekbones just like ached like i'd been like bludgeoned with a shovel like it felt awful <laughs> And then after that night, my sense of smell and taste were just completely gone. Um, and those took like a really long time to come back. Um, that scares me. I, d then, I don't want to lose taste. That's, yeah, that's, it, yeah. It wasn't fun. And then when my taste and smell did started to come back, it didn't like it wasn't like the same as it was before. And like <laughs> everything smelled like garlic and stunk like garlic really bad. Yeah. Like some people smell like raw sewage. Some people smell like poop so <laughs> at least you know things didn't smell like that to me but it still wasn't it, it gets really 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 obnoxious to like want to eat things but they when you cook them everything smells like way too much garlic weird and then after that there's still some things that don't taste quite the same to me anymore so like certain like flavors of like potato chips or like I don't know, some stuff, like some like processed stuff tastes like super duper processed to where I just like kind of don't like it as much, which honestly, like as far as that's like a, health goes. That sounds goes, like a that, good thing. Yeah, that's not really a bad thing because <laughs> like I don't have a taste for like as much junk food anymore, which is honestly, that's fine. Like I'm okay mm -hmm. with that. Uh, but yeah, so that was my my experience. I've heard raw meat is like, uh, or that's what my, the person I work with who got COVID, he says everything kind of tastes like raw meat sometimes. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't have anything like, like that. rotten yeah. meat, I guess. But yeah. Oh, ick. Raw meat might be better than rotten meat. Yeah. So, yeah. It means rotten meat. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, COVID times. My plan is to dodge it forever. So. Good yeah. luck with that. <laughs> I'll probably have it by the start of next episode. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I got COVID. I said I was invulnerable. Didn't some of your family like have the, um, like they got like the blood test or whatever and it showed that they had had it previously or yeah, something? Yeah, my mom, my mom apparently has like COVID whatever traces in her body. I don't know. My hmm. dad got really sick in February of 2020, like before COVID was 
before it was acknowledged within the yeah, United States. And so he was like, I wonder if I got it, but it seems like it would be a pretty slim chance because he does work with people who travel from around the country or around the uh the world. Yeah. But it would have had to have been like a I I I imagine it was just like a bad flu. It would have been crazy if he had it. He would have been like patient zero basically. <laughs> right. Patient two. Cause, yeah, because I mean there was like so few cases early on. So Yeah, yeah. But that was a speculative thing for a while. Oh crap. We probably like got this episode like super heavily flagged on Spotify and stuff for saying COVID so much. Oh, does that what does that mean? Like what so, is it? I'm pretty sure it just means that there's going to be like a little like like a like a tag and like a little info bubble that's like learn more about COVID from uh, this actually reliable source. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's really funny, actually. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, we're just this is not we're not saying anything about anything though. <laughs> this is a PlayStation Two podcast, right? This is a play- yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're just gamers here. <laughs> we're just gamers. Yeah, but I mean, other than that, E3 happened this month, uh, or E3 in quotation marks. Right, right, It was right, just right. a bunch of like june announcements uh anything exciting for you so i am really bad about following gamer news uh and also so when (laughs) when i tried to like look up like oh e3 announcements i kept getting articles for like hey e3 isn't happening this year and i'm like yeah i know but i just like just i just want to know what's coming out like just tell me but nothing would i don't know nothing really stood out to me um I think I've kind of like lost my capacity for hype for things because of probably Mass Effect Andromeda was the last thing where I was like, oh, heck yeah. And now I'm just kind of like, uh, I don't really feel it anymore. Um, and that was a while ago. Yeah. So like, I don't know, maybe, maybe Pokemon. Um, That's a weird thing to get hyped for. Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't even like really <laughs> classify that as hype. It's just like, oh yeah, that looks. Cute. I guess I'll buy that. Yeah, I'll probably <laughs> buy that. Um, and like, I don't know. I saw some like Starfield stuff. I don't trust Todd. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's I'm on the same boat as you. Yeah, I, mean, I just like... don't trust him. I don't know. And like the thing, so sorry not to go on like a big um, tangent. That's like not really related to the PS2 library. Sorry about this. But the thing about Bethesda games is they really put their best foot forward in like the first few hours of the game. And then it just kind of gets bleh from there. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm expecting with Starfield. I mean, it's been a while since Fallout 4. And I'm not sure if Fallout 76 was like developed internally, but that was pretty rough i know people liked like whenever they actually added some story to it there were some people that liked that and i don't know if that was like people were like finally this is decent or if it was like this is actually good i'd like to revisit it and see like how much that's changed and see if it can like win me back over yeah you know i think i think it's kind of funny the whole fallout 76 situation because there was like so many there's so many like times where i was thinking oh man it'd be so fun to play like skyrim with people and then like that kind of happened with 76 and it's like but they fricked it all up (laughs) this doesn't this i don't think it even works as a concept no i don't know if an art like an rpg heavy choice based story can even really exist in a multiplayer setting like it has to be single player yeah especially also when so much of the storytelling relies on listening to like the audio clips and like reading stuff and you have like your your goobers in the background like yelling and like whoa yeah. what's so happening and it's hard it's hard to like be invested <laughs> it's hard to be invested when 
Nick and Zach or whoever are like bickering in the background. Hollerin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some um, like multiplayer story based RPGs that I've heard are great. Like, like Final I think, Fantasy I think, 14. Yeah. Well, I guess that's like an, yeah, that's like an MMO. So, yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, Destiny to an extent. You know, oh, it's got some yeah. Story. Yeah. No, I like S- Destiny. Yeah. The story is more pulled back in those games. I, or I don't, I can't speak for Final Fantasy 14, but like Destiny, it's like you'll get a cutscene and everyone will just kind of be quiet and then nothing else really matters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, oh, what else was it? Oh, Divinity Original Sin. I think that is, that's a multiplayer, more of a CRPG. Um, okay. I guess, but I, I'm, I'm fairly certain that's like a fairly heavy lore and story driven game that is fairly popular and like heavily based in co-op stuff so yeah yeah there's that i've always been interested in that have you heard of divinity um heard of it but it there's like no like imagery or any like specific i know nothing about it yeah i mean i've heard a lot of people talk about it on like podcasts and stuff yeah but i haven't like watched it being played but uh it sounded fun. That that came out a while ago, though. I want to say that was like 2015 or something. Oh, geez. Yeah. Maybe I'm over-exaggerating, but yeah. I mean, uh, for me, E3, kind of whatever. I don't know. I, <laughs> I wasn't too... I wasn't paying like super close attention to it, but there were a couple, a couple games that piqued my interest. Mostly Sony stuff. I was really excited for uh, that Resident Evil 4 remake teaser in the Sony oh, press yeah. conference. And uh, all the PSVR 2 talk has me interested. I'm still, like, not positive. I'm going to get a lot of that is going to come down to how much the the unit itself costs. Because I could imagine it being, like, $500, which is, like, oof. Uh, yeah, it's too much. <laughs> yeah, I love VR. Um, there's some things that I think are really interesting about PSVR 2. The uh, controllers are using a lot of the technology from the PS5 controller, which I think is a great idea. And they have a wire, which after using the Quest 2, I'm kind of like, I don't know if I can imagine using a wire. It also depends on like, you know, how like flexible the cable is, I assume. But yeah, the few times I've plugged in my Quest to my PC, it's like, man, this kind of kind of sucks having this cable behind me. And it's yeah. just like, you know, in my way constantly. But I think... If it if it makes it like significantly more powerful, like it would be fun to play a VR game that isn't that doesn't look like a PS2 game or whatever. But, right, right. Uh, which is kind of the limitation of the Quest 2 right now. But yeah, speaking of PS2 games, <laughs> I've been on a CRT hunt for a while to just kind right. of like improve the uh, like the playing experience of these older consoles that I've started to accumulate. Morgan, you were talking to me a little bit about like playing a PS2 game on a modern console and like how the lower quality graphics can kind of like work to its benefit. Yeah, yeah. So I was um, playing Final Fantasy X on my PS3 and I was like, hmm, because like some of the, um, I don't know, some of like the effects, like there's segments that are like flashbacks. They have this like yellowy film grain sort of thing mm-hmm. over the screen and it looks like poop. On the PS3, <laughs> but I know like on the PS2 version or like on like older, you know, it looks better because of the fact that it's like a little bit less uh, crisp. 
Mm-hmm. So some, yeah, some textures and, and things actually look better when they're not so uh, crispy. <laughs> I feel like it's it's almost like a, like a, I don't, I don't want to say it's like a Berenstein Bears moment, but it's like when we plug um, analog consoles into modern HD flat screen TVs, yeah. it looks horrific. Yes. <laughs> like, so games in the pre-HD era were pretty much either... 240p which is a progressive resolution or 480i and crts at the Mm -hmm. time uh in america in north america um were always 480i so it was an interlaced signal you'd see half the image at once and then it would alternate 240p was always um just like displaying that one half constantly so it had scan lines in between and that was fine but Playing a playing, I'm getting kind of sidetracked. But playing a 480i PS2 game, which is pretty much the entire PS2 library, mm-hmm. on an actual CRT, like the way it was kind of designed to be played and experienced, right, right. I, I was kind of blown away by how like sharp things looked. And it's weird because it's like it's kind of blurred coming through a CRT. Like it has like a little bit of like a Gaussian blur, and it kind of makes everything smoother. Right. But it just looks so good whenever you play an actual uh, like interlaced game through an interlaced display as opposed to going to an hd tv where it has to be deinterlaced and that you know on top of adding like lag and stuff kind of screws up the image like a lot of deinterlacing processes on hd tvs are really sucky like huh they really make the image look terrible interesting um, there's like upscalers and stuff that you can run stuff through uh retrotink has a really good one it also upscales the image, so it makes it look higher res on top of just being a nicer deinterlacing um, system, which is all good. But I feel like none of it looks as good as it looked on a CRT. Hence your hunt for a CRT. Hence, hence the hunt for the CRT. Yeah. Um, so I work at like a video production company that's been around for a while, um, but we recently moved in 2020, so there was a lot of stuff that... We purged, you know, we got rid of a bunch of old cameras and displays and stuff. Um, but I was perusing through the storage and I noticed there was an old Sony PVM, which is their like professional video monitor line of displays. Oh. And they were just like higher quality CRTs. Um, this one was really small. It was eight inches. <laughs> so it's like eight inches diagonally, which ends up being like pretty much the size of like a ps2 or gamecube controller so it's like really really tiny um but i asked if i could have it and he was like you know it's cool you can have it and plugging it into uh a ps2 through like high quality component cables is like mind-blowing because the screen is so small it kind of like condenses everything anyway it's not all blown out yeah yeah and just like running through like component crt it's like super sharp and I've been playing everything off of it recently. Uh, it's real good. <laughs> Even though it's super tiny. That's funny. Oh, it's it's pretty tiny. It sits on my shelf and it's like, it's it's fine. Like I can I can see things on it from like where I sit on at my desk, but it's uh I wish it was bigger. He was telling me that he like had a bunch of them. He's like, oh, you should have asked whenever before we moved or whatever, because we had a bunch. We were just like giving them away. And I was like, I was like dying inside hearing this because like he had like 14 inch PVMs and those go for like 
thousands of dollars. It's oh insane. Goodness. Yeah, because they're like the the best way to experience like retro consoles and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it sucks because I'm sure a lot of them were literally just thrown away. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Go dumpster diving. You're like, oh, I need oh, those. Yeah. Please. Like, why do why do I need this? Um, so I've been looking for like a bigger CRT, and I found one on Facebook Marketplace. You kind of like whenever you're looking for like a CRT now, you kind of just want to be like, I'm looking for a TV. You don't want to say CRT because I don't know. You're not going to find you're going to find things that are more expensive. Basically, you're yeah, basically yeah. trying to find someone who's like, I want to get rid of this old TV. Right. And then you're like, I will take that old TV from you because they're just like giving it away. Basically, they're like, eh, it's useless. Right. Um, so those are like the two kinds of listings you get. You're like retro rare gaming crt fire emoji or it's like old crap that is right. old and Please i don't want take it <laughs> it is free i will pay you to take it yeah yeah that's <laughs> uh, so funny yeah so i i found one of those um i was like hey i found this i i messaged my dad because it was back home and i was like hey uh, i found this can you uh can you pick this thing up for me <laughs> And uh, so I've got that waiting for me next time I oh, venture home. Oh, that's exciting. It is. Cool. It's also way bigger than I thought. Oh. Because <laughs> I was kind of, I was they having chonky. to like, it's it's like 32 inches and probably 100 pounds. Oh um, my gosh. Which, cool. Um, the way I was like looking for it is I was, you know, using my method of old TV basically just looking for people listing crappy stuff yeah and it was this really terrible um picture of this tv it was like you could only see like half of the tv it was just like oh so poorly gosh. framed and it was just the one picture and yeah. it was like tv period <laughs> don't want it no more period oh. just take it period <laughs> or something like that and i was like cool i'll just take it <laughs> sure um, so Don't was, tell them that this is a fire part of a fire gaming setup or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's a I assume an absolute pain to ship something like that if you're gonna That's try to true. sell it on eBay. Yeah. Cause man, it looks it looks it looks monstrous. And yeah. I still I'm I'm trying to figure out how to accommodate it because I when I looked it up, because I was basically just like, okay, I can barely make out that it says Panasonic. So I was like just Googling Panasonic uh, CRTs until I found something that looked kind of like it. And then like I found the model number and like went from there. And I was like, okay, it can either be like 14 inches, 20 inches or 27 inches. And it looks like maybe 32 inches. Jeez. And I was like trying to judge it by the, the picture. And I was like, oh, that doesn't look that big. It's probably just like 20 inches, which I could probably fit on my desk. Um, but it ended up being like 32 inches monstrous. And I was like, oh. Uh, okay, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. I'll try to does, find a spot for it. So since it's a, it's a CRT, does that mean it's going to have like the fun like layer of static over the screen and it's going to have that funky electronic smell? It's going to go as you turn it on and it's yes. going to warm up. Love that. Oh, man, CRTs are so interesting because it's like, in a lot of ways, they have a lot of advantages over modern displays. Um, like input lag wise, it's, it is zero lag because i mean the display technology is is light so huh. it's like it's <laughs> just the speed of light here it is oh fascinating um, which is i wonder if that's why retro games seem so hard like today because I, I feel like a lot of them were designed with zero input lag in mind you know what i mean so it's like 
reaction uh, times whenever you try to play it now. It's like, oh, you need to account for input lag whenever you develop I, a game now. Yeah, like, I don't you need know. To... I mean, like, I know um, I can. The only thing I can really speak to is like Ratchet and Clank because I listened to the developer commentary. I know that like um, as far as like the physics and stuff like that were all based on frame rate. Mm -hmm. But that's I don't know if that has anything to do with anything. I mean, yeah, that's that's definitely part of it i played a i've been playing donkey kong country on my snes and i've been going through like those minecart levels uh which were horrifying as a child because <laughs> you know i was plugging it in through whatever new tv and i was like i can't do this but it's probably because there was like an extra like i don't know five frames of lag and now playing through it it's like oh this isn't that hard <laughs> yeah like because the reaction time is like you know it's there's, super there's important. more yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else have you been uh, playing lately? Um, so, yeah, I've been on the SNES. I've been playing Donkey Kong Country and I've been playing Final Fantasy 2, which is Final Fantasy 4. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I was just like really interested in it. I was like, oh, man, I've heard so much about these NES or SNES games. Um, and I had just gotten my EverDrive, which is like a cartridge you can slot in um, an SD card and, you know, play games off of that. Yeah, uh, I've been waiting a long time to get this because of the Russia-Ukraine situation. Uh, the man who manufactures these amazing cartridges is living in Ukraine. Oh no! So I don't. I I have no idea if like he's picked up manufacturing again because I've started to see some of them. Like I don't know if this is old stock or what, but I got a notification that stuff was available because I was like notify me when available, and I was like um. I'm just going to buy this because I don't know if it's ever going to exist again, basically. Yeah. And it's a great product. <laughs> <laughs> well. Very much recommend if yeah, it I hope continues he stays to safe. exist. Yeah. I think he's good. Like, he's, I think he's okay. I don't know if he's still in the country or what. Oh, But they okay. were like, he, he lived in Ukraine. I don't remember. I think they were manufactured in Ukraine. Um, okay. But he's, he's got these flashcards for pretty much every cartridge-based system. And they're basically the best flashcards that exist. Like, there's a couple people or a couple companies that make flashcards as well, but he's definitely top top of the pile of all that. So, oh wow, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I got that. That's been fun. That's how I've been experiencing stuff like this. Because man, there's no way I can actually track down Chrono Trigger and get that. Like, geez, you know. So it's fun. I like playing games on original hardware when I can. Yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes they cost thousands of dollars and I got to do something about that. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, was the Chrono Trigger thing sarcasm or? I think, I don't know how much Chrono Trigger is. I was going to on... say, because I have it on my phone. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I also but it have it on my phone. On, it kind of sucks on your phone. I have it on my phone and I was like, I'm going to play it on my phone. And I was like, I, and then I got it on uh, PSP and I was like, I'm going to play it on PSP. And I was like, that port kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the eBay cart, itself is like five hundred dollars so oh or the uh, snes cart on ebay is like five hundred dollars that's atrocious I'll it's I'll st i think i'll stick with my janky ports thank you <laughs> yeah well i mean i'll stick with my legally gray flash cart um, right 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 <laughs> like come on i bought the game all the legal ways let me yeah yeah no that, that's fair i i'd say that that's fair yeah i i feel like that's fair i can't if i could buy an snes cart from the developer i would but I can't. Yeah, if they, yeah, if they would still <laughs> manufacture them. No. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I've been playing Hitman. Fantastic game. Mm -hmm. uh, 
don't need to talk too much about it, I guess, because I'm only a little bit of ways into it. It's the kind of game, it reminds me of a lot of PS2 games where it wants you to play a level like over and over and over again, which mm-hmm. is like how I played games when I was a child. Because uh, it's like, you just got to play this level, master this level, learn everything you can do in this level, and then move on. Like that's how they want you to play the game, basically. Right. That makes sense. It's fun. I think you would enjoy it. I don't know if you need to play all of it, but I think it was free at some point. So I wouldn't be surprised if you or Sage have access. I think to it. I think Sage has it, and because I'm part of his, I'm part of his Xbox family or whatever. Yeah. So I have it. I have it too. <laughs> mm-hmm. I avoided this series for a long time, and I think it's because, and we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. um, like the covers of Man with Gun. You know, it's like. On, on like oh a yeah and it's very cover. like minimalist to begin with yeah too. i mean like if you look at the cover it's just like hit man bald man in with a suit gun. with a gun yeah and the story is like some stupid spy story right but it's like the biggest it it's like so deceptive the game is about murdering funny sim characters with coconuts it's not right. about anything serious <laughs> Right. I mean, the story itself, I think, try like the overarching story tries to be serious. I think I think it, it does. But the game certainly does not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so basically, like every level will be like, kill this one or two targets. And it'll have like a giant checklist of like, kill them in this stupid way. Like, I don't know, hit them with a firework or something stupid. Like, <laughs> throw a coconut at them. <laughs> um kill this man while wearing a flamingo suit yep that is that is one of them yeah uh it's it's really really fun i think there's just like something like heart racing and like kind of like giddy about like sneaking around and like trying to not be detected and on top of just like all the funny stuff that happens right right fun uh but yeah i've been talking about a lot of stuff other than oni uh it takes two Fantastic game. Probably the best co-op game in existence. Nice. Uh, been playing that with Claire. I played Vader Immortal on the Quest 2, which is cool. It's like 40 minutes. It's really short. Oh. Um, it kind of feels like just an experience more so than a game. Yeah. Riders Republic. I'm debating whether or not I want to make a video on this just because I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. It's like okay. an open world extreme sports game. Huh. Um. So like biking, uh, skateboard, not skateboarding. Skateboarding should be in it, but it's not. Snowboarding and like jetpacks. Oh. <laughs> Wingsuits. It feels like a PS2. It feels like a game from the PS2 era done in a modern way. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, these games don't exist today, really. Um, but this game is made by Ubisoft. So it's kind of like a monkey's paw situation, you know? It's like, please give me a new SSX. And then it's like Ubisoft made Riders Republic. It's like, God, it's like a live service Fortnite-inspired uh, yeah. nightmare. And it's like, the game is fun, but everything around it just wants to keep me from having fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's stupid. Uh, and tripping away at Persona 5. as I don't think I played it much at all this month, though. I'm losing steam on it. It's too much game. I oh, can't. no. <laughs> but yeah, what about, what about you? Uh, so we already covered Jack and Daxter. And was that episode two? I think it was yep. episode two. So I uh, have got a whale of a head start on Jack 2 um, because so I platinumed Jack 1 and I'm trying to do the same for Jack 2. 
And let me tell you, <laughs> uh, that's been a journey uh, that I can't get into, but we'll get there. I'll um, get into that someday. So are you playing the uh, PS4 version or the PS3? PS3 version. Okay. Yeah. Because I know they re-released everything for PS4. Yeah, I just, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went through the whole rigmarole of getting funds into my PS3 wallet, and I'm still currently struggling with that uh, for a different game. For um, so so Jack Two is one of them. Um, I started a new playthrough of Final Fantasy X because I haven't played that in a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited I, to get to that for the yes. podcast. Oh, it's I love it to to pieces. Um, so I had um, I have a physical copy of the uh, Ten and Ten Two remaster. Uh, my disc is fricked up, so yeah. <laughs> I can't get past a specific cutscene that's like a few hours into the game. And so I was like, well, that sucks. I guess I'll buy it on the PSN store. Uh, And it's refusing to put funds in my wallet. Mm. So that made me want to rip my hair out. And that was an awful experience. Is this happening on PS3? You're trying to add funds? So the only way to buy things that are on the PS3 store is from wallet funds. But I think you can use the wallet funds towards other things because when I was looking up like, hey, I can't I can't get my wallet to work. Like other people were like, yeah, my wallet's not working. And so like I can't buy stuff on like PS4 even. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, so this is like, it's not just, you know, me. Oh, it's not just, okay. it's yeah. relevancy to the PS3 store that's the problem. It's like their system is like, jacked or i don't know it sucks so uh as far as i can tell it might be like a random like security flag where it's like oh this could be like a fraudulent purchase and so they've like locked down my ability to add funds for like 72 hours so i'm gonna try again in a couple days and if i still can't get it then i'll probably just buy it on the ps5 or whatever Mm -hmm. or however i need to do that and then just restart which kind of sucks but whatever that definitely yeah, I mean, this is not the kind of game I assume you want to restart, but... No, not really, but I was only, like... I mean, this is, like, a game that you are going to put... I mean, if you want to, like, platinum it, uh, you're going to put a lot of time into it. So, mm. me being only, like, three hours in, that's not really that bad. Uh, and then the last one on my list is uh, Three Houses. I have, uh, I think, like, 260-something hours in the game, which is wow kind of atrocious uh (laughs) i can't that's so much time and i think i am on my fifth playthrough and i just bought and beat the ashen wolves dlc oh my god so i have like new characters to play with and so that's why i'm doing this fifth playthrough because i'm like oh i'll play with them in the base game now and (laughs) I just I just love my kids. I love those kids to pieces, man. <laughs> this this game is like cracked people. It seems like yeah, this is it so is. does everyone love the game for the same reasons? Is it about the like characters maybe? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well also like I mean I I personally find like the strategy part of it like pretty fun. Like the the battles and everything, like the gameplay loop is pretty solid. Um I mean like towards like the end of the game, you get like kind of tired of the gameplay loop of like, okay, now I'm at the school and I have to run around and talk to everybody before I can get to my battle. Mm-hmm. Like it's it, like towards the end, it's like, I just want to like fight everybody all the time. Cause that's like genuinely really fun. And that's how you um, advance like relationships between people or like a big part of it. 
But yeah, I just, everybody, everybody loves the kids. They're kiddos. They all have their favorite kids. And um, the memes, the memes are amazing. The fan art's amazing. It's a good community. Parent simulator. Fantasy yeah, parent well, simulator. Fantasy professor simulator, whatever. Professor yeah. simulator. Yeah. Because you can also end up marrying your students, which is... Oh, okay. I mean, it wouldn't be a game from Japan. Well, yeah. <laughs> Senpai. <laughs> are you like significantly older than them, though? Are you just um so there's so uh your character is like I think canonically like about twenty one years old. Oh, yeah. And when you meet your students, they're all like around seventeen or eighteen, but then there's like a five year gap. So when you see them again, they're like in their early twenties. So by then, like when you can actually romance them, they're adults. So it's not like <laughs> predatory or anything like that. I assume there's just like a big like warning thing after that time skip happens that are like every character depicted in the situation is, is an adult. Yeah. Is yeah. An adult. Well, there's also like uh like quote unquote like normal adults that are like older than you that you can also romance as well. And oh, okay. my favorite romance is um is one of those adults. <laughs> <laughs> so. Who will remain unnamed? Well, it's it's Seth. I mean, you don't know who Sedith is, but he's my favorite. Absolute favorite. Okay. All right. So we've managed to not talk about the game for a solid 40 minutes. Um, <laughs> I know. I've been... Let's yes. get into Oni. Right. Yeah. What we're actually here to talk about today. <laughs> so like we said at the, at, at the top of the show ages ago, um, this is a game developed by Bungie West. It is their one and only game. Uh, Bungie West is a division of Bungie. This was made pre-Halo, and they developed it for the PC, as far as I'm aware, and it was ported by Rockstar Canada, specifically. It is an anime-inspired... Well, I guess it is anime, so it's not really anime-inspired. It's like an anime... Wait, I don't want, I don't mean to like spark the Avatar debate, so I'm just going to gloss over this, because um, it's. I guess it's made by... A Western studio. Yeah. But well, it's it's clearly, yeah, it's clearly trying to be uh inspired directly by like uh Ghost in the Shell and Akira as like the direct, you know, inspiration. Akira? Really? For, yeah, like a cyberpunk sort of world uh, is kind of what they're uh, going yeah, for. Yeah, that makes sense. Which I kind of get. I still haven't seen Ghost in the Shell. Oh yeah, I'd like to watch that. I'd I'd like to at some point is as it well. Animated? Maybe Sage and I'll watch that this afternoon. Oh, it's it's super animated. Well, oh, there's good. multiple versions there's, of it. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. I remember there was that remake of it with the live action one that was like within our lifetime. Um, but yeah, set in a cyberpunk world, you play as a this cop lady. I mean, Morgan. Uh, so mm -hmm. like, how far how far did you make it before you gave up? Because we we both gave up on. Oh, you gave up playing. too. I I wanted to I wanted to, but it was so. Yeah. Uh. So so here's what happened. It's very uh, repetitive. I was there was one particular room where i was losing it i was losing my god dang mind um because i kept dying and like the it i think it just like kicks you back to the main menu when you die oh no you might you might have been had a messed up version <laughs> oh okay i don't know i was playing it on an emulator and something about the it, it wasn't a hundred percent all cash money with my emulator uh to where <laughs> i could like see the like frame rates dip so bad during loading screens and like the soundtrack would get all like Wah! and it would like <laughs> so like loading would take forever for me 
Um, so I got sick and tired of dying. Um, and so I found these like cheat codes uh, for unlimited health. Codes. Yeah, there's cheat codes <laughs> for unlimited health. Uh, I didn't do unlimited ammo, just unlimited health. So I could still get like the the fighting and like the struggle experience. Um, <laughs> and I, I just got sick of it. And I stopped, uh, I think, around chapter four or five. And there's 14 okay. chapters. So I didn't really get that far into it, but that was all I could take. Okay, yeah. We made it to about the same spot then. Oh, I hit, really? Like, That's amazing. Yeah, chapter... I'm pretty sure chapter four. I don't think I made it to chapter five. Okay. Um, Yeah, I, I like hit like a difficulty spike and I kept yes. respawning in front... Because you're, you're supposed to be reloaded every time you die to like a previous save point. And I kept getting placed back at a save point where I did not have much health and I had no... Uh, hypnosprays uh, uh, to yeah. heal myself. So I was just it's hypo. getting shot by some dude on a ledge and I was like, okay. <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's hyposprays, it's not hypnosprays. You're not hypnotizing yourself. <laughs> Sorry, I just... Hypno... Okay, you know what? Yeah. I, I read like every other letter. No, that's so fine. I just kind of assume... <laughs> No, I'm not, I'm not judging you. I was just like, hypno. I was like, was that what it was called? And then I was like digging through my mind files, the images in my brain of this game. And I was like, no, it's hypo. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, I think this is just a running theme of the show is that I can't read or pronounce things correctly. No, that's correctly. all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there is a PC version of this. Okay. And I, I remember whenever you were having some difficulties with it, I suggested the PC version Looking into it, it doesn't seem like that is an accessible thing. I was like, oh, it'll be on Steam. Couldn't find it on Steam. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's It seems like it's only available through, like, some, like, abandonware sites, basically. Oh. <laughs> like, you can't, like, buy this digitally. As far as I'm aware, I, like, I saw, like, a thread on GOG that they were like, hey, please add this game to GOG. Please host it there. Um, but that, I don't think that that's come to fruition. So it may, that the PC version may be a little, it's not lost to time, but you can't like actively go and get it. This game is no longer officially purchasable as far as I'm aware, okay. which uh, I don't know if it speaks to the quality. Uh, as I, much think it, as it, I think it does a bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think either of us were particularly large, uh, big fans of the game. No. It, in its totality, we both... Did you watch through the end? No. <laughs> okay. I watched I watched through the end because I kind of got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm annoyed at this section and the entire game has been very samey up to this point. So I'm mm -hmm. like, I think I get the gist of the game itself, uh, like playing the game. So I checked out the story through like a full playthrough. The game's not particularly long. You can beat it in about four hours. So... That's you know. assuming you're probably good at it somehow. Yeah, if you're good at it, I definitely played the game for longer than four hours. Yeah, I was going to say, I was, it was a slog <laughs> for me. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's a, it's a PC game. It seems like most people prefer the PC version of it, from what I can tell. Hmm. Okay. And like looking at it, I kind of get PC game vibes from this. Just like the, uh, like the blank rooms. <laughs> kind of feels like a PC game to me. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack and stuff. But yeah, the narrative, I don't know. The narrative's pretty nothing. Like, the premise is cool. I like games set in like a cyberpunk sort of setting. The like anime nature of it, I think, is like also 
a point towards its identity is like, you know, being something that you can care about. Um, but it's just so nothing. I mean, it's like you're part of like a global police force thing and you're hunting down some bad dudes. The syndicate and... or whatever. Yeah. Like, it, like everything the, has like yeah, a really generic name. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, the police dude betrays you. Oh, no. It does some cool things. I think the betrayal, the way that's handled is cool because, um, so you reach a point where Griffin, your kind of like boss dude. Commanding officer or whatever. Commanding officer betrays you very obviously. Um, (laughs) and you kind of like, you know, you best him and you can kill him or leave him. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like it's in like a gameplay moment. It's like. Oh, you have a choice. Yeah, it's a choice. That's not what I expected at all. Mm-hmm. And so going from that into the final mission, if you choose to let him live, he will like come and aid you in the final boss, which is like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's neat. Um, you're like robot friend who's kind of like your Cortana equivalent, you know, just like the kind of person oh, guiding she... you through everything. Like, Yeah. Hey, was she like the gray haired lady? Pink. Colors it, yeah, no, sorry. Up. It was pink. Yeah, yeah, it was pink. You're right. Um. But what happened with her is kind of cool. She gets captured and like torn apart and she's like forced to be in this machine and you fight her as like a boss battle. Oh, no. Which is cool, except yeah. that the boss, many of the boss battles suck. Yeah. Um, it was another like laser dodging. Oh, that's thing. so weird. <laughs> the laser dodging things were very anticlimactic boss fights. It's essentially yeah. like a, a, a circular room and you're like running from terminal to terminal. Yeah. Shutting things down while just kind of avoiding lasers. And it's not nearly as exciting as it may sound. No, it's really not. <laughs> um, and other than that, it's just punching dudes, uh, which we'll get into later when we talk about the mechanics. Let me see. Oh, another cool thing with the um, story that I'm like, oh, that's neat. It's a neat idea is you're basically trying to save the world from evil corporation trying to destroy it, which is not that cool. But it's very cyberpunky. Yeah, it's cyberpunk. You only partially succeed at your mission. So you save a portion of humanity. Like, Oh, <laughs> what happens to the rest? Uh, they die. Okay. <laughs> I, su- I assume. How? Uh, I think it's like lack of oxygen. They're like, they're attacking like air treatment plants. Oh, the old Spaceballs approach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's literally the plot of Spaceballs, but all right. Oh, it is? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So she's only like kind of successful which i'm like oh that's cool she doesn't like just win and there's like you know some space left for a sequel a sequel was planned for this got canceled well i wonder um, why (laughs) sorry i mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) people actually liked this game at the time i'm fairly certain they were okay about it it was average reviews it was like 70s Hmm. Uh, i found a two very cool youtube video essays that i found one covering the never released sequel and one covering just like the making of this game and they managed to get some like actual first-hand accounts of developers and get some of that spicy little drama about developing the game so i'll i'll link those in the um the episode description uh definitely definitely worth checking out especially the bungie's forgotten franchise video so i'll throw that up there so uh my thing about the the narrative what i i couldn't like tell what sort of a tone they wanted to go for like at all because i mean you know you you have like this syndicate you have like the the cop 
the cops like talking back and forth to each other about like the syndicate and you know there's like a you know like we're on the police force and this is serious sort of a thing but then like the first boss you encounter is this brain in a tank hooked up to like some computers or whatever and you like get glimpses into this brain and how it functions and like i guess sort of what it's for as you interact with terminals in the levels before approaching Mm -hmm. it and then you meet the brain and uh it wants pictures of feet (laughs) and it wants to like be um an internet influencer and it's like uh i I mean it's funny it is funny (laughs) but it's just like i felt confused yeah it got to it it doesn't yeah it doesn't fit with like anything prior to it so it's Mm -hmm. like it just feels like this like weird inside joke that was like pushed all the way to the end and then like made it into the final product. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just like, I don't know if the game was like all that way, that would be fine. But it was like it was straddling this really weird line that didn't make any sense to me. I feel like all of its identity comes from just like like the baseline presentations like this is an anime game. You're an anime cop. It's a cyberpunk world. And that's like everything. Yeah, there's it's- no like depth to it. Yeah, there's not much depth, which is disappointing. I feel like there's a lot of potential for a game like this, but I don't think that it was done well. So I think most of it comes down to the execution of the narrative for me. Like, I think you can tell an interesting story with this premise, uh, with these characters, but they weren't really well developed. No. Um, Stuff like that wasn't like set up as well. And yeah, it's a little bit conflicting and stuff with tone. Uh, What I do like... So this is actually a point, uh, this is a complaint that I have with Persona as well. I love the use of like these like pre-rendered anime styled cutscenes, um, and they have one at the beginning. It's like the intro, the opening, and they have one towards the end. But anytime I see this in a game like Persona as well, I just want more of it. Like, I feel like you could have told a more cohesive story if you leaned on those more to give the audience um like the plot maybe at like the end of each level or something you can kind of like yeah. bookend it maybe yeah and just like here's here's what you're doing you're infiltrating this place for this reason blah 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 and then like maybe you get the ending where it's like oh you just beat this boss and now you're running away and then it's like oh good good job kanoko or whatever and stuff like that i think i think that could have helped they tried to deliver it through like uh in-game cutscenes, which is fine i'm sure it's like a space limitation as well pre-rendered video is like yeah definitely going to be more of like a like a a space eater than like a in-game cutscene but i love the style of it like if you're going to have an anime game i i think you should have as many of those as you can if you're going to try to tell a story all right uh do we want to move on to the aesthetics of the game yeah i think so so the soundtrack was pretty minimal. Non-existent is also a good word. Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't necessarily mind that so much. So most of the game is pretty silent. I mean, aside from like the sound effects of you, of like the um, like the stock uh, punching sound effects, <laughs> like whatever, and the computer bleeps and blips and that sort of a thing. So that the soundtrack only comes in at like more intense moments. Uh, and it has like a very 90s, early 2000s, a synth vibe to it which i kind of liked um also the like i said the the computer sound effects are super nostalgic to me probably because they're like stock sound effects so you have I like believe heard it. Yeah, yeah you've heard them before and like other things mm-hmm. um i agree i also felt the same way like those little bleep bleep bleeps when yeah. you enter a terminal it's yeah like, yeah 
And I, I found it kind of charming, honestly. I mean, like some people like poo-poo stock sound effects, but I think, I mean, well, I mean, there's some that are too much, like the Wilhelm scream. If I hear a Wilhelm scream in a movie, I'm like, dude, why? Like, <laughs> I don't like that so much. But uh, for this if game, If we swear this episode, I'm going to be sure to censor it with the Wilhelm scream. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, the uh, art design is all over the place. So between like the intro cinematic animation the menu screens the dialogue sprites um the looks of the characters are only vaguely consistent like Kenoko yeah looks, i noticed that a lot yeah, she looks a character. lot different in all the artwork yeah. um and i did not like that i think if you're gonna especially like if you're having an, a game based on the whole like anime vibe you have to like keep the visual design consistent especially between like the hand-drawn stuff mm-hmm. um and it just didn't look that good like the the color palettes were kind of meh like yes. i i it just yeah i just didn't really like it um it's very it's very bland i mean like even in the levels themselves it's like everything is if it, it almost feels like whenever you're playing like a, a build of a game that doesn't have any artwork well, yet yeah, the, and it's yeah. just a square like square boxes nothing like, looked like it had any textures like it just looked like the like a weird like mm-hmm. lack of a texture uh, which I'll speak to that more on like the level design portion, but yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, like the combination of the lack of music, as well as like just how the the visuals look. It's like, man, this game is bland. Yes, like there's, it does not like leave a good impression early on, because it's just like, okay, I'm infiltrating this place. This is gonna be cool, and then it's just like no music, right? Bland walls. Go to terminal. Open door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there were um. There were games on the the launch lineup that had better art design than this. And the launch yeah. lineup games were poopy. So mm-hmm. uh, the one point I will give the game is or in the aesthetics category is I thought the animations for like the combat abilities did not suck. They were fairly fine. Oh yeah, that was fine. Yeah. Um and also it was just on top of there being like a large amount of like moves to choose from and stuff. Uh yeah, I'll, I'll give it that. All right, uh, let's move on to the level design. Um, do you want me to get started? or? I think we have a very similar thing to say. Okay. Mine's a little bit less vulgar in the notes. I was going to say, I have a lot of... So my first note is the level design <laughs> sucks. Wow, that was a really good Wilhelm screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so as we mentioned, um, in terms of like the art direction, the environment's completely lacking in any sort of like inspiration. It's just boxy corridors, boxy rooms, boxy structures. Um, there were times where it was so hard to find the path forward because of the lack of texture or like any sort of design on the walls. You Sometimes you just like couldn't tell when mm-hmm. you were looking at like a hallway or like a stairwell or something to like find where to go. Um, There's no like monuments or like recognizable landmarks. No. Absolutely none. Aside Mm -hmm. from like, I don't know, crates, I guess. But also, most of the levels are freaking symmetrical. (laughs) They made them like, like you play like, like one half of the room, right? And you go interact with the terminal and then your way, your waypoint or whatever leads you over to the other end of the room. And it's like a mirror image of where you just were. So that adds to like the getting twisted and turned around and not knowing like where to go. Mm -hmm. Um, And because of that, you're like heavily relying on this like waypoint uh, compass thing 
in yeah. the in like the UI. And I think that just makes it really mindless because it's like, okay, I'm not like visually getting much information or like much enjoyment out of this. So I guess I'll just stare at this like compass marker in the bottom corner and just go where it tells me to. And it's mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. not it's not fun. And especially because most of the levels throughout the game consist of just open this door by going to this terminal, yes. which will unlock another room with another door and a terminal that you need to find, which is so like, it, it leads to a lot of backtracking. And like every time you open a door, it like gives you a little cutscene of the door opening. And it's like, okay, where is that? Because everything looks right. the exact same. Yeah. And you got to like backtrack and stuff. I, the game is very, it's linear. Um, I don't, I wish it was just like more linear. Uh, like, don't make me backtrack through the level to find the door. Just like, it's it's boring. Just give me a straight shot. Like, right. <laughs> opening or, the doors isn't fun or rewarding. It doesn't feel like a Metroidvania where it's like, oh, I found another path that I can go through now. Right. Maybe it's just like, okay. stop locking all the doors. <laughs> yeah. Stop like, locking all the doors. Yeah. And it's all the same. It's not like, I don't know, you got to do something crazy to unlock this door. It's like, no, just you got to find the terminal press x (laughs) yeah yeah well i think what was it level three the level before i gave up there was like um kind of like a tower where it has three floors that are like the literal exact same layout and you have to interact with a terminal that's in the exact same spot on each floor to unlock the door at the top (laughs) which is i anyway that's all you need to know (laughs) yeah it's mindless i feel like the um i don't know how i'm trying to remember how common like waypoint systems and stuff were at this time, uh, I want to say not not overly common. It feels like a design, like an intentional design choice of like everything looks the same. People are getting lost. We need to like just tell them where to go. Right. It seems like a lazy fix for like a much bigger problem. Like it's a band aid for the problem Definitely. that your level design is just sucky. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you could fool me as the player uh, with this kind of like boring, you know, open terminal thing. If the levels were, like, um, visually more appealing. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, I don't know, ver- varied in some way. It's, it is it is literally just, I don't know, it feels very obviously video gamey. It's like, okay, here's this room. It's just like a square wall. It's like a Minecraft house. Well, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> even, like, the, the geometry and stuff isn't, because, you know, like, um, like, the Halo Combat Evolved. Like that Mm -hmm. looks, I mean, a lot of the environments are like, they did stuff with like the lighting to make the environments look more interesting. And also the geometry is a bit like varied where not every room is the same literal box shape. Yes. Uh, This doesn't even do that or like do anything there. It's just, yeah. Like they they have this cyberpunk world and they didn't even take advantage of it in any way, shape or form with like the level design. Anyway. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's just what, I mean, it doesn't. The setting doesn't fit the level design or... Yeah, it doesn't come through mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I lumped boss fights into this section because I just... I was talking about like the laser boss fights. The I feel like... So the laser boss fights were very like simple. You know, you're just running around, not really doing anything fun to dodge the lasers. You're just kind of, you know, using geometry to block the laser as it spins around in a circle. Right. Um, which is boring the regular boss fights where you're like fighting a like a humanoid type person or whatever um those are also fairly uninteresting we run into the same problem with like regular enemies as well that are just kind of like overly tanky 
you end up just like knocking them down. And then they keep getting back up. Yeah. <laughs> like you can try to like hit them on the ground and stuff, but like you kind of just get them into like a stun lock basically. And without any like, <laughs> not because like, oh, you're so good at the game. You know, you just like, you just couldn't let them do anything. It's just like, no, I just hit them and they fall over. Like it's just my basic attack. <laughs> I'm not like doing anything special. I'm not like sweeping the legs to like make them fall over. It's just punch and they fall over. And it's like, oh, they might get up and try to attack me or I might just hit them before they can attack me. Yeah. It's yeah. not the most engaging. Um, for the boss fight at the beginning of the third level, it was just like, man, this guy has a lot of health. I got him and I ended up getting him like against this wall and I'm just hitting him over and over again. <laughs> Like, it looks boring, and it is boring. Okay. So, with him, this is this discussion is going to bleed into the mechanics section, which is fine. Um, so, uh, I had, like, an issue where you can, like, knock... If an enemy is holding, like, a like a firearm or something, you can knock it out of their hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the stupid thing that kept happening was I would knock it out, and then by the time... I would, like, get myself lined up properly to, like, bend over and pick up the gun so I could use it on them. They would knock me down and knock it out of my hands. And so we were just doing this, like, hot potato back and forth. Like, literally just, like, punching each other over top this gun, trying to, both of us trying to pick it up. And that was how that boss fight went for me. I was and, I was doing the same thing. I don't even yeah. know if you could pick up the gun. Like, that's how no, much you could. I was failing. Oh, no, you could? So the, the stupid thing was you could pick it up. But when you had it in your hands, you would move so slowly so that he would just like run up to you and punch it out of your hands again. So there was like no like ability to pick it up and run off and then like use it on him. There's like nothing mm-hmm. interesting you could do with it because it was so poorly designed that he would just. Yeah. And so we just mm-hmm. had a punching match over this giant laser cannon thing that he had. It really does the mechanics of the game a, a disservice because the mechanics of the game are like ambitious and interesting. Yes. It's really the only interesting part of this game uh in a lot of ways like other than the premise which i find like you know it it is workable into a good story it just wasn't done well the mechanics are like actually unique and it's like doing something different it's structured in a lot of ways like a fighting game like yes the uh it's like direction plus like the um attack that you're trying to do to get like a bunch of different like results so it's like every attack is like directional in a lot of ways. Um, so you get like a different animation and you'll attack in a different way. It is like a 3D beat-em-up game where you're just kind of running around knocking stuff down. But it's definitely, it's a different level because it it, it plays a lot more like a fighting game than a beat-em-up where it's normally just like heavy attack, light attack, whatever. Maybe there's like a combo or something. This game has a fairly deep move pool. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I haven't seen this in pretty much any other game i don't think like even modern games uh morgan what did you what did you think of like the mechanics what was your impression of them so for me the the move pool was like pretty overwhelming uh just because like fighting games aren't really my thing to begin with um Mm -hmm. so like when i don't know what i'm doing and i don't know how to do the combos i tend to just like button mash um and one of the frustrating things about that like I experienced with like having this like fighting game sort of thing within a 3d space. And maybe it was probably more just like this game in general. Um, Kanoko doesn't really like lock on very well 
to oh, yeah, yeah. the you enemies. Aim it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like if if you're like fighting a guy and you want her to like like you're like button mashing and you want her to like when she punches to like move towards him, she just kind of doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. So it was like really frustrating to try and like get her to do what I wanted her to do. Um, also the gun, the gunplay sucks. Oh yeah, gun combat is just ass. It's yeah, just... <laughs> it it has like a bit of auto aim to it, but then it also just it's too like it it doesn't it's not um sticky enough. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Like like it it's not strong enough of an auto auto aim assist thing. Like it needs to like like I really wanted it to like stick to the guys because I yeah I was just like constantly missing and that was frustrating. Also. A lot of the um like the firepower of the guns didn't feel strong enough. Like there's like this like energy yeah. uh energy like rocket launcher type thing you can get and um there would be like enemies like running up to me and I would shoot them with this thing and there was like, you know, a decently sized like explosion effect and it felt like it should like at least knock them down, but they would just like tank it and run up to me and punch it out of my hands. And that was really frustrating. Mm-hmm. So it it definitely needed a lot of work, I think. I think ambitious is a good way to put it. Yeah, I, I think that um, gun combat, we, we'll talk about this later, but I think it should have just been dropped. Like, it should yeah. have been a melee game. Yeah. Um, so um, in, in researching the game, I think this was in the, uh, I can't remember which video it was from, but it was from one of the videos that I mentioned earlier. The, like, original, like, you know, idea for how the combat would work is they wanted like a system where you essentially had full control over each limb and it's not Uh, how the game plays no you know in the final version but you can like tell that they wanted a higher level of control and it kind of acts like that i mean like uh attacks are mapped to the triggers and bumpers well and like one bumper one bumper is like for your hands and the other bumper is like for kicking so yeah, it's like, like yeah. jumps, kicks, punches, and I guess more punches. I can't remember what the other one was. But yeah, you could like I that made sense to me whenever I heard it described in that way because it is like once you kind of start to mess with it, it becomes a little bit more intuitive than it seems initially. Um like personally whenever I'm playing like a a, a beat 'em up, I'm like okay, face buttons are going to be what makes the most sense like yeah square to attack and maybe like triangle to special attack or something like that but i think that the triggers work pretty well for the game uh, the thing that holds it back for me is just kind of like a general ps2 early 3d kind of clunkiness um i think yeah. that this game may play better in like a pc environment but i'm not sure because i didn't play it on pc uh, i'm sure the gun combat was also better on pc like aiming with a mouse was probably much oh, easier. Oh yeah, than for sure. Trying to use the joystick. Yeah. Also, how did you feel about trying to fight multiple enemies at once? Because that was absolutely miserable for me. <laughs> it's not fun. I, yeah, I mean, I especially when one of them had a gun and they were like yeah. on the end of like a hallway or something. I oh yeah, just there like, was like, and you there's like no way to like dodge it. Like I couldn't. Like, you can't, mm-hmm. like, run and, like, dive under it. You can't, like, your roll doesn't, there's, like, a dodge roll that doesn't really yeah. do much. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the dodge roll was for other than just, like, quickly, like, in combat moving a certain direction. Th- yeah, that's like, what I, I, I didn't see for. too much use for it. Yeah. 
Um, um, Because it wasn't like you would matrix dodge bullets, I don't think. Right. (laughs) So. (laughs) Might have been a cool mechanic. Yeah. The, um, yeah, uh, yeah, an actual like working or like a more um, forgiving dodge system would have helped. So the thing that made me uh, give up on this game uh, was in chapter four, there is a big wide open room and I think there's multiple enemies with guns. Um, (laughs) And there's this guy, I I was using the infinite health cheat at this point and there was a guy with a rocket launcher and I don't know what they want you to do to get around this man, but he hits me with the rocket launcher, knocks me down, continues to shoot me and like, I am like stunlocked and just being like completely thrown around this room. Can't do a diddly darn thing. <laughs> just being like shot over and over and over again and exploded. And I end up bouncing across the room and I bounce close to him. And then he shoots the ground and explodes me himself and like some other enemy that's also trying to run up and get me. And like they both die. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> so that was that was what what broke me. That was the that was the canonical end of the game in, yeah. in, in your playthrough. Yeah, I was like, this is not <laughs> good and it's not fun. So <laughs> Kanoko's journey ended in a uh, ho- suicide homicide of this enemy. Just yeah, exactly. And it wasn't even that she died because, like I said, I had the uh, invincible cheat on. It was just oh, like oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> she just got bored. With her new godlike <laughs> abilities and decided to to leave. I might have finished the game, honestly, if I... If you knew, knew there, there was, was an invincibility cheat. cheat. Yeah. 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 That was just, I, I don't know, I like ran into a wall and I was like, I just... Oh, it also I'm sucks. i put this down. It, it sucks because you have to um, re-enter the cheat anytime you like enter a new level or anything like that. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Was it just like obnoxious. a... Um, was there a cheat code section or was it like just buttons? Uh, You had to open the menu, start hovering over the help menu, and then you would input the code. Mm. Yeah. I do like cheat codes, man. I Yeah, I do too. We should maybe consider that for like a, a video ideas, like yeah. exploring cheat codes in different games. I'd like to. That would be mm-hmm. fun. Especially GTA and stuff. Like that would be good. Oh, yeah, where it just completely like changes the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, cheat codes are like the best part of GTA. Yeah, so yeah. Like, I want to play the game with flying cars now. Yeah, sure. You you can do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder if Red Dead because GTA Five came out with cheat codes. I wonder if Red Dead also had I have extensive no idea. cheat codes. That'd be fun. I want a horse that travels at the speed of light. Right. And fly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the um, as you progress through the story, you unlocked more uh combat, you know, option moves and stuff, which I think uh I think works. The only downside of it is that you, by the end of the game, it's like, you're probably getting into a flow with like what you're doing. So Mm -hmm. you unlock a new move and it's like, okay, I guess I'll work it into what I'm currently doing. But yeah, that's it. It's like these late game moves you only get to use in the um, like final levels. So it's like, it's cool, but you know, it'd be cool if you could like take those moves back and like, uh, like a second playthrough. And like use those moves oh, yeah. at the beginning of the game or like something. Like a new game plus or something. Yeah. But unfortunately not, which is the only like downside I see to that system. I think I think it makes sense for a game like this to have some sort of like character progression. 
but I assume that would make repeat playthroughs feel weird where you like try to do a move and it's like, oh, I can't do that move yet because my Kanoko doesn't know it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think that's all that we have to say regarding Oni for the PS2. Um, in the year of our Lord 2022, <laughs> you can find Oni on still just PC and PS2. Um, and it's pretty much i don't i don't believe there's any way to buy the game through a storefront on pc at this time probably ever if not now um so i think it's on like some abandonware sites which we talked about earlier uh and you know a ps2 disc um and that's like the only the only two options you have uh, I believe the game isn't like super expensive. There's some like sealed copies that are obviously, you know, going for high prices on eBay. I think I saw the game for like twenty and fifty dollars. Oh, so you know, it's there. I think twenty dollars seems to be just the going price of any PS2 game at this point. Yeah, unless it's like unless you're buying in like a lot or something. Um, but yeah. So, do we recommend this game? Hell no. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a pass for me too, dog. I just think the story is half-baked. The cyberpunk setting is not fully realized. The characters are underdeveloped. The music is just non-existent sometimes. The levels are pretty much all very unexpired, uh, uninspired and just painfully bland. The only redeemable part of this game is the melee combat. It's actually doing something different and interesting. Uh, it's like taking sort of like traditional 2D fighting game conventions and putting them in like a 3D environment mm -hmm. um, as opposed to just like a, a standard beat-em-up. Um, and I think that if that's interesting to you, it might be worth checking out for that. I mean, watch a video, do some research. <laughs> but, stay safe out there, folks. <laughs> stay safe out there. Um, you know, we are, we are, we're just simple gamers. Right. We're not experts. Yeah, I think that I think that anyone who doesn't have like a nostalgic connection to this game will struggle going back to it today. Um, which, you know, it's definitely true for a lot of games, but I think especially for this one, it doesn't, it's got a lot of things going against it. And one thing just kind of going for it, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, that's, that's kind of my take on it. At least I know a lot of, there are a lot of people who really do like this game though. So maybe playing it on PC um would make it more enjoyable um maybe if you're struggling throw on some cheat codes right you know <laughs> that is an do option it, do what you gotta do all right we like to you know in the concluding era the in the conclusion of each episode kind of talk about what a reboot or a sequel would look like if the game is like a dead franchise or even if it's still going just like what we would like to see from a future uh title based off of what we've kind of observed from this entry. Uh, this is the one and only entry in this series. There was going to be a sequel and it was canceled. Um, it's also the one and only game developed by Bungie West. So there will most certainly never be a sequel to this game <laughs> or a reboot or anything like that. But um, I do think there is potential, not potential for it to exist, but like potential for a reboot uh, to be like good or enjoyable. I think the premise, if kind of fleshed out in a way or just handled in generally better than it was in this game, 
uh, would be interesting. The cyberpunk world where it's like, you know, people are just like living off of uh, these oxygen plants, these air treatment facilities. It's like, that's a cool premise, you know. Uh, maybe flesh out the villain to be more than just, we're trying to kill everybody, you know. That'd be nice. Here is my, here's the idea that I'm going to put forth for a reboot of Oni. Um, I think that we could drop the gunplay entirely and focus exclusively on, like, hand-to-hand combat, which was already, like, the the main, uh, main point of interest for this game uh, is, like, how the melee combat works. The gunplay really feels like kind of shoehorned in. I don't know if it was always made with gunplay in mind or if it was just kind of added because that's how it feels. But I think that dropping that and just, you know, fleshing out the uh, melee combat even more Mm -hmm. is probably the best way to approach it. Uh, But on top of that, I want to see like movement be like more um, enjoyable. I guess. So we can kind of balance these two sections of the game, like fighting enemies and traversing the level. Um, so parkour, cyberpunk, ninja, cop game. Um, I was definitely thinking of Mirror's Edge as I was writing this, uh, just because it's, you know, it's also a, a dystopian, a different kind of dystopia, but a dystopia nonetheless. That game also, uh, funnily enough, tried to include gun combat in the first game and everyone was like no why this doesn't make any sense Uh, and then so they cut it but yeah i think you know you could write in some sort of like story reason for why konoko is like non-violent maybe just trying to like allergic to guns she's allergic to guns she's allergic to metal yeah yeah just like my D &D character right you're uh (laughs) druid yeah you're druid allergic to metal but yeah i think i think that sounds really cool in my head I I mean, I love, like, parkour games. I think it would stay in the first person, though, um, in this pitch that I'm creating. Uh, but still have, like... I want, I want to see, like, as much depth put into the movement mechanics as there is within the uh, melee side of the game. So whether that be, like, uh, like wall running and jumping and, like, a grapple hook, maybe, because why not? Yeah, you know, that make would be movement fun. fun. That'd be good. And not to turn every game into Celeste, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm also kind of just imagining Ghost Runner for this part as well. Like I'm imagining the game broken up into just like short stages that are like really challenging. Yeah. And you just kind of have to like navigate this tiny section um and take out like five or so enemies. But it's just like really hard and like you're constantly just respawning and trying to get it perfect. That sounds fun to me. Yeah, I think that would work. What do you think? Um, so before we started recording, I read through all your notes and I basically agree with that 100%. I don't know if there would be like a way to add a bit of stealth, but not so much like um maybe not so much like the uh like the really slow sort of like patient type of stealth because it seems like um this type of game would work best with like really quick, like kind of like hectic gameplay. So maybe like mm-hmm. um, dodging like spotlights or, or, you know, or like staying out of, out of view of like certain enemies or something like that. Um, I can see that being fun. I mean, it's kind of like reminiscent of the laser bosses. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not yeah. stealth, but it's, 
you know, similar. exactly. Or like the ability, like you said, to like sneak up behind enemies and like subdue them. Like maybe oh, it's easier really to subdue good. them if they haven't seen you yet, you know? Mm-hmm. I think in general, enemies would need to have less health. Like I'm thinking like yes. one or two hits to knock people out. Yeah. And yeah. maybe just like one if you're like from behind or something. Yeah. But also maybe like you also have low health. So it's like a do this perfect or die sort of. A thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ghost Runner has like a variety of enemies that you have yeah. to take down in a specific way. Like maybe you have to like slide behind someone to take this person down. Yeah. Or something like that. Like you have your generic enemies that you just like dash through basically. But yeah. Yeah. A system like that where you have like brutes and like grunts or something. Yeah. Um, and then my last note was just stop relying on computers to open doors. Yeah. <laughs> Can that's, we that's, just we like, need to get rid of that. Yeah. Or I mean like having that occasionally with like a, you know, maybe there's like a, like a short like section of a level where it's like, okay, you have to kill all these things and dodge all these things. And then, but like your, your, the pathway, like through that space is determined by like, oh yeah, I also have to stop by this computer to open up the door so that I can, you know, like an extra yeah, like objective no. type thing. And that's like fine on occasion, but for like literally every single door, it's exhausting. It could definitely kill the pacing if it's like fast and frantic and then it's like, oh, yeah. I have to go back, open this door. Right. Okay, I'm going to run over here now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, storytelling wise, I would like them to lean on pre-rendered cutscenes. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I think yeah. that that's a really like nice way. Pacing as well. Like if this is going to be a really fast paced reboot, it's like, okay. We're, you know, running through this level for like 15 minutes and then you end it and it's like, okay, now I just watch this, you know, pre-rendered uh, anime styled cutscene. Yeah. I think that that sounds, that sounds nice. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that's all that we have to say about Oni. That has been the Oni episode. Yes. Congratulations. Um <laughs> So, Morgan, what are we playing next month? All right. So, next month um, is my pick. Um, and I have selected a little game called Chulip, spelled like Tulip, but with a CH at the start. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, uh, I guess, a kissing simulator. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which I know that sounds, you know, like Chulip, like chewing on a lip. I think Ew. that might be the pun in the title. I can't. I'm not entirely sure. Um, so, like, imagine, if you will, Harvest Moon, um, but no harvesting, and there's only kissing, and you only <laughs> want to kiss one specific person. Um, and also, it's very, very Japanese, a lot of Japanese culture. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what we're going to be doing next time. I like Harvest Moon with no harvesting. It's yeah, like, yeah. This game is just like Minecraft, but with no mining and no crafting. Right. There's but a, kissing. Yeah, and there's a day-night <laughs> cycle. It has a day-night cycle like Minecraft and Harvest Moon does. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's 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 exciting. I can't wait to discuss this. I've heard that the game is a little long in the tooth. I've heard it overstates its welcome, but... Interesting. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Find yeah. out. Next month, every second, second of every month, you can expect a new episode of Analog Stick. You can find us on podcasting platforms at Analog Stick, and you can find us on YouTube for the video version of the podcast at our YouTube channel, Joy Stick. Uh, I am Clayton, and I have a YouTube channel <laughs> where I uh, sometimes review games. I have a 
Sly 2 review that has been just sitting on my computer for probably the past two years and I recently put up. So if you're interested in that, you can find that on my YouTube channel, pixel.wave. And you can find Morgan... Um, at Burger King. I'm hungry. Gonna go. I'm gonna be sitting in the drive-thru. Uh, yeah. So that has been episode, uh, five? Yes. Episode five of Analog Stick. Jeez. Almost wow. half a year. Goodness. Wow. We're schmoving. Time flies. I'm loving the podcast. Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah. We have to, um, we have to make sure that we plan, uh... October's episode to be like uh, the horror game. I'm not sure if we. Yeah, that did out. we did we decide which one? I think. Should I stop recording? <laughs> no. The, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Everybody, everybody, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>